revenge. Man. I think we look at a lot of movies. We we see a taken. We see a bodyguard. We see a man on fire. You know, movies like that and we and you know, it makes us feel good to watch a person take vengeance, to watch a person give another person what they deserve. Quote unquote. We look at things like that and we just say, yeah, you know, that's what I would, that's what I would do in that situation. But God doesn't really, um, as believers, God doesn't really give us that choice. He doesn't really give us that. And I say really, but he doesn't give us that option at all. Revenge, vengeance. And we we know the, the scripture that has now become an old adage. Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you, Lord, for today. We say thank you, Lord God, for all that you are to us. And for all that you want to be, Lord God, you have... You have carte blanche to do all that you want to do in my life. And I pray that the that the listener feels the same way. So going forward, I will continue to pray as if they stand in agreement. Lord, you are the alpha and the omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are you are the. The you know, you are everything to us, Lord God, we. We love you. We praise you. We, we want to please you. We want to do your will. Ultimately, at the end of the day, that is what we want to do. We, of course, we want to take vengeance. Of course, we want to do what you have. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, in 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 a in a sense, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but in a sense, become God. Lord, uh, bless me as I walk through these scriptures. Bless, bless the listener as they listen to these scriptures and bless us both as we adhere to these scriptures. And we don't just take them at face value, but we really sit with them. We let them permeate through us and in the things that we do. Be with us in this time um, as we learn about vengeance. Um, in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Vengeance is mine, declares the Lord. It's hard sometimes, though, like when you see something going on and happening to you and it's like, man, I could just get you back right now. If I could, I could just I could just wail on you or I could just say this thing and I can get you. I know some, a lot of times we take vengeance in the moment and so we don't look at it as vengeance. Oh, I said this to you in a moment. Oh, I did this right back to you in a moment. We don't look at it. We don't look at it at that way. We don't look at it as if it's revenge. And I keep saying that I'm, I'm just I keep coming closer and closer to the idea that um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was not offended for himself. 
And we see why. We see why it avails him to to do things, to do the miraculous things that he was able to do is because he wasn't offended for himself. Vengeance comes from being offended. And it's okay to, I think in, to a certain degree, it's okay to say, ow, that hurt. Um, and that hurt me. That, you know, that person hurt me. That person hurt my feelings. That person hurt me physically. That person hurt um, me financially. Or that person hurt this other person in this way and all of those things. And thereby it hurt me and all of that. It's good. It's understandable. It's human nature. But to the point where you you take a person's um, reality in a way into your own hands, I think that's where the buck stops, right? Um, so I just want to, you know, this welcome to the adventures of Robe the King and his unpopular opinion. Operative word being unpopular. Operative phrase being unpopular opinion, which people still don't get. <laughs> and oh, I disagree. It's cool because it's my unpopular opinion, but doesn't mean that it's wrong. And a lot of times it's coming from scripture, right? And I'll let you know if it's not. Um, but as we walk through these scriptures, just let the just let's talk to the Lord about vengeance and how um knowing that the Lord is the Lord of hosts. So we're gonna get into that as well. But I just wanna just want to read some scriptures, let them permeate, um, and let them wash over us in, on today or whenever you are listening to this. Hmm. First Peter chapter three, verse nine says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Now, I know that y'all grew up here in that first part. Just like I did. Don't repay evil. Don't do evil for evil. Don't repay evil for evil. But this other part is new to me. Insult with insult. If you insult me, I'm not going to turn back and insult you. If you're not going to, if you, if you're not going to call, if you're going to call me a cootie queen, I'm not going to turn around and call you a lint licker. <laughs> Y'all, if my shout out to my millennials out there. On the contrary, replay evil with blessing because to this you may you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. I would say this. If you are not at the if you are not at the point where you can repay evil with a blessing, I think just simply not repaying evil with anything. Is in a way a blessing. I'm not trying to skirt scripture. I'm not trying to like mince words or anything like that i'm not trying to mix up scripture but sometimes if you know the damage that you can do if you know what you can say if you know where you can take it i think many times that of not doing anything is in a way a blessing in and of itself for that person you know what i mean and i think 
you know, like, like, let me just not say anything. Let me not go. Let me, let me not go hard. Let me just say, you know, okay. Or whatever it is, you know, um, because sometimes, and I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not, con- I'm not contrasting scripture and I'm not going against scripture, but, um, when you are dealing with particular script spirits, um, one of those, um, demonic spirits being the Jezebel spirit, you cannot repay them with a blessing. You cannot do it because it's going to cause more, it's going to cause more strife in your life. It's going to cause more things. You So I would say use, use discretion, um, pray, ask the Lord, you know what I mean? And of, of course the Lord will reward you. Yes, the Lord will reward you. But it's like, you know, it's like, oh, well, you were such and such. Okay, well, you have a blessed day. And mean it, right? Mean it. You have a blessed day. I pray that you have a good day. Oh, that was that was really hurtful, but I don't wish that for you. I, I, I wish you all the best. Sometimes it's really hard for me in the, con- in the comments on social media. Sometimes like when people are going crazy and it's like, you know what? This conversation isn't doing any of us any good. You're clearly wrong and you're trying to... Your pride is showing out, and so now you want to lash out and do X, Y, and Z. I really don't have that energy for you. Um, so, you know, God bless you. I pray that, you know, may the Lord bless you and keep you, you know. And so, um, but you can't always pay, like, you know, you can't all, can you cannot always repay evil with, like, a monetary blessing. You cannot always repay them with, like, some sort of physical blessing, just, you know, sometimes it's just wishing them well. I'll say that. I'm not going against scripture. I'm just saying it can it's not always well, I'm going to do the opposite of what you did to me. You know what I mean? Because that a lot of times that can be looked at as if you are like, you know, you mocking them or whatever it is and you can cause a lot of more issues. So I would just say use discretion, pray to the Lord, you know what I mean? Because those evil spirits, because again, the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities and powers and all of this stuff in high places. You know what I'm saying? So we know that it's not the person, but it's something that's either riding them, something that's possessing them, something that's influencing them, whatever it may be. We know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. That was first Peter chapter three, verse nine. First Thessalonians chapter five, verse 15, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. I know that is hard sometimes. I know that people upset us. I know that people are purposefully upsetting us. And I'm not, my grandfather said, you know, don't tell people your weaknesses. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, why would I tell you my weaknesses? You know, why would I tell you that? So that you could use them against me, right? So I won't say, I won't say what, what triggers me. I won't say what, you know, gets on my last nerves, but Sometimes you have when you, sometimes you have to strive to do good, some because it's not always easy to do good. That's why good is good, and that's why it's so easy to do evil. Sometimes we should get to the point in our Christian walk where it is very hard to do evil. We need to get to the point 
in our Christian life where, man, I would have done this about two, two years ago. I, or shoot, I would have done this yesterday. But today the Lord has got me in a different space. You know, I'm going to strive to not to not repay evil for evil. I'm going to strive to do what is good for you and good for others in all things. It's not good for me to cuss you out. What what benefit? I'll be gratified. You know what I mean? For a moment. But then I'll ultimately I'll be convicted and all of that type of stuff. Ultimately, if I if I don't do these things and I, I'll regret it in a moment, but I know that the Lord is going to reward me one day. And I think that's something that we need that that is not spoken about enough. We don't talk enough about the blessings and the rewards that we get, whether here on this earth or in heaven. Right. Because it's not just about getting into heaven. Right. Like the getting into heaven, like Christ did that hard part, the, the hard part the Lord did for us. You know, what I mean, like he he calls us to believe all of that type of stuff. That hard part is done. But we have to remember that we will be given crowns in heaven. We will be given rewards in heaven for the walk that we walk with Christ. You know, what I mean, the way in which we lived our lives with the Lord. You know what I mean? And we a lot of our works are going to be burned because the Bible says only what you do for Christ will last. Only what you do for Christ will last. So sometimes you you think that you did something for Christ or you or you know that you didn't do something for Christ, but you did it and it's going to be burned. We have to give an account for every idle word and all of that type of stuff when we get to glory. Thank God that we'll be in glory. But. I, you know what I mean? I don't want to be looking to my left and looking to my right and being in, in heaven being almost, let me not even say almost, but cause you know, hell is incomparable because there is no Christ. There is no God in hell, but, um, cause his presence is gone, but, um, you won't be able to experience heaven the way in which you or the Lord would want you to experience heaven a lot of times, sometimes, you know what I mean? Like in, in that instance, right? Um, so I want to get all that I'm able to get. I want to, I want to do this because my reward is in heaven. Of course, you can be instantly gratified here. So we need to do things from the, from a spiritual standpoint and not from a fleshly standpoint. We must continue to kill the flesh and feed the spirit. We must continue to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. Only what we do for Christ will last. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. So what I was saying about being in heaven, there's rewards that you can get that you won't be able to get if, you know I mean, you know, like where the Lord sees fit, right? And it's like, ah, man, you... You could have been this. You could have had this. You could have had this. You could have had that. I mean, like you're in heaven. Praise the Lord. Right. And we all going to get there by the skin of our teeth. So don't I'm not saying that we're all that we we, we're not. None of us are. None of us are like walking in heaven with all of the things that the Lord wanted us to have. None of us are right. Like none of us like we're happy to be there. We're happy to be there, but none of us are, first of all, we're there by faith and it's, and it's by faith. It's by grace through faith, right? It's by grace. We've been, we've received the grace that God has given us through faith, through the faith that he gave us. So no man can boast, no man can boast. So that's not what, what I'm saying. 
What I'm saying is there will be rewards in heaven that we will not be privy to because of how we lived on earth in the, you know, I mean, from, from a fleshly standpoint, period. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and 11 says, finally, brothers and sisters rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Finally, brothers and sisters rejoice. Strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Um, I'm dealing with something right now with a few people that I love um, from one for one reason or another where, you know, I, I pray for full restoration. You know what I mean? But I don't even pray for it. I was telling somebody this. They're like, you know, I pray for restoration for you and those people. I'm like, I'm not praying for restoration. Restoration means that things were okay or things were good and they got broken. You know what I mean? <laughs> things were good and they got broken. I'm not praying for things to be restored back to where they were because where they were was not a good place. Right. I'm praying for things to become better. I'm praying for things to 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 be how the Lord wants them to be. I'm big on words. I'm big on what words mean. Why? Because Christ is big on what words mean. God is big on what words mean. Uh, You can find truth in words. That's where truth is. And the way that the world is now and where everything means what everybody wants it to be. And, you know, I mean, that's a trick of the enemy. Oh, well, this is what this word means to me. Well, this is what this means to me. It's not about what it means to you. It's not what about what it means to you. It's about what it means. So in my instance, I'm not praying for restoration. I'm praying for, for things to be better than what they were. Right. But in that, in that, and again, I'm not negating scripture. So where you can fight for full restoration with things were great and you want them to get back to that place. Amazing. Um, what I'm praying for is, but I know what it means in the grand scheme of things, right? Um, you praying for things, you praying for, um, your relationship, um, you know, the love for one another and how y'all love, love one another and all of that to be restored. You're praying for, um, to reconcile, you're praying to, um, rekindle things, right? Um, I continue to pray for my heart on the matter because I don't want to, I don't want to trick myself, right? Be, and But I have to understand I need to be removed from these people for this time because of my boundaries, of the boundaries that I have set up for myself and the boundaries that I need, Right? And because these people have not, will not, and cannot respect my boundaries at this point, can't really deal with you right now, right? I'm praying for a time when that will take place. What I'm not trying to do is starve them of my presence so that they're real, so that they'll realize that is, that is vengeance. That is revenge. And I know that I can do that sometimes. Well, like, well, let me remove myself because my presence is so dope and all of that type of stuff. And so I pray against that. 
But I know that the situation as it is right now is not good for me. It's not conducive to um, a healthy mental state and all of that. So I need to be away for me. Right. But um, when it but sometimes people can and they will try to enact revenge and vengeance because, you know, through the means of separating themselves from a person or people. Because, look, because, look, y'all going to miss me when I'm gone. Oh, you going to need me and I'm not there. That's you know, what I mean, so and that is completely wrong. So, again, pray and seek the Lord. Second Thessalonians chapter one, verse eight says he will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. OK, um, we'll keep going. I just pulled this up on the Internet, but I'll you know, what I mean, I'm sure I could get into that, but I won't. Um, Deuteronomy 32, verse 35, it is mine to avenge. And so I guess, I guess I could go back. It's not your job to punish anybody who doesn't know the Lord and doesn't obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Like, so it don't like, it's like, well, like, like they're already punished. First of all, you know what I mean? Like they're already, cause they don't know the goodness of God. Right. But, um, Deuteronomy 32, 35 says it is mine to avenge. I will repay in due time. Their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. Deuteronomy 32 verse 35. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. In due time their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. Their doom rushes upon them. Um I know we look at sometimes I, I know that I've been in this place like, Lord, OK, I'm not enacting any vengeance and making sure you got to make sure that you out of the way. I'm is, is my heart in the right place. Why do I want this to take place? You know, what I mean, like, but I know that God is not slow, that God isn't just watching these things happen to me. You know, I found I found solace in this whole idea because Jesus is a high priest. Okay, like that. Let's not get lost in that. Jesus Christ is our high priest. There is nothing, there is nothing that um, that Christ that we go through that Christ cannot empathize with. And so I thank you, I thank you, Lord God, for being a high priest. You are a high priest. You experience things like we. It's not like we serve Buddha. It's not like we serve Allah. It's not like we serve. Whoever all of these other guys are, you know, that I don't care the name where it's like, do this and do this. And then maybe you'll be able to attain this certain level of of Godhood or whatever it may be. Like the Lord is like, I'm with you in this. I've experienced this. I know exactly what you're going through. I know how you feel to have experienced um, to have experienced betrayal. I know how it feels to have experienced hurt someone that you were close to um, do something to you that was that was just out of the realm of possibility for you. You know, what I mean, something to do something backhanded to do to try to swindle you or trick you into X, Y and Z. You know, what I mean, like that is our Lord and our Savior that and I thank God for the hypostatic union. Of Jesus Christ for that, for, for that, 
For if, if for nothing else, I thank the Lord for the hypostatic union, for that hypostatic union, meaning Jesus Christ was fully God and also fully man. So he's yes, he was God. And yes, he is God, but he was fully man to where he can empathize with us to the to the nth degree. So this isn't this isn't sympathy. Sympathy isn't like, oh, I feel bad for you. Empathy is empathy is I know how you feel. I know how you feel. I know where you're coming from. It is mine to avenge. It is mine to avenge. We know that we know that vengeance when God avenges is like no other. And we know that we we also can trust God to know that God knows when and how and why to do something. We when we take vengeance, when we take revenge, when we enact our own stuff on and our, and enact our own will and impose our own will against another person, we are saying that we know better than God. Number 1. Therefore we saying that we and oh, I'm not saying that I am God. You're saying that you're your own God. That is what you're saying. You're saying that you're your own God. You're saying that you know better than God. Even in that quick little moment, and here's what you're saying above all else, if there is if there's a hierarchy there. Here's what you're saying. I don't trust God to avenge me. I don't trust that God has my best interests at heart. I don't trust that God cares about me. I don't trust that God is going to do something about this. So I I take my hands off of situations now. I'm cooler and calmer and more collected. Oh, try Jesus. Don't try me. That is the most um, one of the most unbiblical things going on around today. How can they try Jesus if they see you? If they see you acting how you act. How can we expect them to try Jesus? Oh, don't don't try Jesus. Don't try me because I throw hands. Why would I want to try Jesus after that? I wouldn't. Because I throw hands too. And I ain't tried Jesus. So we on the same playing field. But the thing is, we are not on the same playing field. I'm playing on the, I'm playing on, on the Lord's team. Because if you're going to do all of this type of foolishness that you're doing against me and being used by the enemy and all of that type of stuff, I need to go to one who is higher than I. Right? And I need to be playing on the right team. Because I do want vengeance. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I do want that. But I want it the way that God wants it. I want it the way that God wants me to have it. It is mine to avenge. I will repay. In due time, their foot will slip. In due time. In due time. You don't decide what due time is. God decides what due time is. His timing is perfect. In due time, their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. We serve a good God. Trust that he's good. If you trust him to save you, you can trust him to keep you. This isn't just for y'all. This is for me. This is for future me who's who's feeling 
who's feeling um, downward and who's feeling um, downtrodden, who's feeling like, oh, man, what will become of me? All this year I've seen, all this year I've seen weapons formed against me and them not prosper. All this year I've seen weapons formed against me and they not prosper. We going to a different level of faith in 2024. So like if I could trust the Lord to save me, I'm trusting him to keep me. And and if you can trust him to save you and you can trust him to keep you, you can trust him to avenge you. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 30 says, for we know him who said it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. God's looking at you, too. If you are his, he's still looking at you. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am am the Lord. Like this is me saying this. The Lord is saying this. This isn't this isn't Moses. This isn't this isn't anybody else. This isn't Joshua. This isn't anyone else. This is the Lord. Your God who you claim to serve. Mark 11 verse 25. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them. So that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins. We, we've we heard this. Like the forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. We've heard that. It's, it's allowing the person. It's allowing. It's freeing yourself of the bondage of that person. Of what they've done to you. It's freeing yourself of that. You know, I forgive you so I can go on with my life. You're free and clear. I don't want to live life not loving people. I don't want to live life um, being apprehensive of things that I don't need to be apprehensive of because one person decided to be a fool. I forgive you now. Now, we're not stupid. I may not fall into this trap again. I may not put myself in this position again, or I may put myself in this position again, just knowing where I need to be vulnerable and all of those things. But the Bible doesn't tell us to be to be foolish, right? The Bible doesn't say, well, just do things with reckless abandon. Our Lord and Savior can do things with reckless abandon because he's our Lord and our Savior. He's God, right? So, he can just love, he can just love all willy-nilly, right? And we appreciate him for that um, because we're all his creation. We're not all his children, but we're all his creation. Um, but we must forgive people. We must forgive people. We must forgive people. And what is forgiveness, Keith? What does it mean to forgive? Forgiveness is to act as though, to act as though, um, a person never wronged you. That's what true forgiveness is. And uh, yes, and many times, sometimes it takes, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes time. I'm going to be honest with you right now, a situation that I'm going through, it's, it's, 
I don't even know if it's taking time. I I, I don't know because I think I've gotten to the point where it's like, yo, I forgive you immediately because I, you know what I mean? Like I know I forgive you, but I forgive you, you know, you know, I forgive you, but, um, and there is no, but I forgive you. Um, you haven't. And, and sometimes like, sometimes it's like there's forgiveness and then there's apologizing, right? Because, Sometimes that apology help me, Lord, help me. Sometimes that that apology lets you know that how a person feels, right? So y'all can move forward with an apology. I but forgiveness is available to you. Look at our Savior, the Lord. Forgiveness is available to us. Forgiveness is ready. He's ready and willing. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, right? But if we don't seek that out. The Lord is like, I'm waiting to forgive you. I'm ready and I'm willing, which means he already has. Like, I've already forgiven you. I'm ready to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you're forgiven if you just received that. But if a person is like, like, yo, like, I don't want forgiveness. I ain't seeking no forgiveness. I ain't about to apologize for nothing. And they just moving and you've expressed to them, like, yo, what they've done and all that. Again, you got to be wise. Like, nah, this person... They see no wrong in what they've done, which means that they're going to which means that they may do that again. I'm not going to put myself in this predicament again, although I forgive them and I love them still. I'm not going to withhold. I think that's what it is. I'm not going to withhold love from you. I'm not going to withhold love from you. But there are boundaries and there are things that I have to put up. Shoot. Our Lord puts puts up boundaries. Like he puts up boundaries in order to forgive us. Yes. It it was it was it was the blood that saved us. It was it was Christ's atonement that saves us. You know what I mean? Like it's the Holy Spirit that's doing things in us. It's it's the Lord's promise that he made to himself and then it's another promise and then it's a, pro- a covenant that he made with himself. There's so many things. There's so many things that the Lord has put up <laughs> in order to forgive us. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12 says, hatred stirs up conflict, but love conquers all over, but but love covers over all wrongs. Hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 22. Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. Do not say. I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. Another variation of that is I'm going to get you. Or another one is I'm going to remember that. Another one is watch. Another one is okay. Another one is, you know what I mean? Like how, you don't even have to say it out loud. It's how you feel in your heart. Do not say I'll pay you back for this wrong. You don't even have to say it to the person, but thinking it in your mind, having it in your heart that you're going to repay somebody. Do not say, I'll pay you back for this wrong. Wait for the Lord and he will avenge you. It's human nature. It is human nature to go, oh, you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. 
Oh, you did this. I'm gonna do this back to you. And like even even Moses was like that. Like the Lord knows that it's human nature, which is why it was like in the original law. Like you know, they was like, oh, an eye for an eye, or this and that. And and Jesus had to come through, and Jesus had to come through and say, nah, we doing away with all of that. If somebody hit you, get him. If somebody hit you on the cheek, give them the the other cheek. I think um, we need to we need to let we need to understand that God is God and that God will avenge us and that God will will reward us for trusting in him to avenge us instead of us taking it into our own hands. Proverbs 24 verse 29 says, do not say I'll do to them as they have done to me. I'll pay them back for what they did. Do not say, I'll do to them as they have done. I'm going to do you how you did me. I'm going to do you how you did me. I'm going to do them how they did me. Oh, I'm going to match energies. I'm going to match energies. Do not say, I'll do to them as they have done to me. I'll pay them back for what they did. Do not say that. Romans 12 verse 18 if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. I love this. If it is possible, the Lord knows it ain't always possible because some people are determined to be against you. Some people are determined <laughs> to be adversarial. Some people are determined to oppose you. And to be opposite of whatever it is you say. If you say that it's a beautiful day outside, they say they would say it was a better day on September 18th. If you say that the sky is blue, they'll say, no, nah, it's actually this color. It's actually Jay-Z blue. If you say, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is that you if say or do, they're going to want to do the opposite or find a thing to hate about it that you're doing. If it is possible, here is the key phrase, as far as it depends on you, it's possible with you. As far as you can do it, live at peace with everyone. Don't be making waves with people. Don't be trying to stir up stuff. Don't be a worker of iniquity. Live at peace with people. If you, you know what I mean? I just used to say like, oh, like, well, that's just me. This is me. You know what I mean? Like I'm this way. And if a person can't deal with that, then they can't deal with me. Like, bro, you got to know that everybody's different. There's certain things that trigger some people that don't trigger other people. You know what I mean? If a person says that you've offended them, you don't be, you don't say, no, I didn't. Or you got to get over it. No, if I want to live peaceably with you, which I should, because I'm a believer, I got to understand you. I got to, to a, to a large degree. You know what I mean? Like, of course I can't, if I can't understand you, I can't understand you. But if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Okay. I could joke with this person this way. I can't joke with that person that way in this same way. I love to laugh. I love to make fun of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? As far as, as far as I'm able to take it, you know what I mean? And if a person jokes on me, I'm like, okay, I'm dishing it out. I could take that. 
You know what I mean? But if you don't have that rapport with that person, of course you of course you have to gauge it. You got to read the room, all of that. And if you joke, and if you joke like that, you do run the risk of offending somebody, and you got to know that. You can't just say you can't just say because you don't want to feel offended that somebody else shouldn't feel offended. You don't get that option. I'm just using some examples. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If something that I said offends somebody, I look, I apologize that what I said offended you. Not I'm sorry that you I'm sorry that you took it that way. Yeah, like they they took it that way. And that's who you were directing it towards. You know what I mean? Now, some people are just disagreeable and some people like they they just have a spirit of offense. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Like some people are just wired to be offended. That's just their MO is to be offended at all times. Right. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Romans chapter 12, verse 19. Do not take revenge. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. This is one of my favorites. (laughs) Leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. This is multiple verses now that we've read. Where it says that the Lord is going to repay. And if we trust God, we trust God to repay. Romans chapter 13, verse 4. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. You don't get to ask the Lord to repay. And you just skirt all all, um, recompense. And you just skirt all all accountability. You got to be above reproach as well. Right. You, you know, so but I thank the Lord for that, because even though people may not know that they're in authority because God put them in authority or in there in a position because God put them in a position, the Lord will deal with them. We got I think a lot of I know a lot of times we look at this Christian walk and we say we shouldn't be going through nothing because Christ died for everything. and He died for this. Then the Bible says, John, chapter 16, verse 33. These are Jesus's own words. He said in this life, you will have tribulation. He promised us that we will have tribulation. But he said, take heart for I have overcome the world. You know, he's overcome the world. That doesn't mean that we we won't go through anything. He said the weapons will be formed. They'll be formed against you. But he said that they won't prosper. But we thank the Lord God for putting people in authority. And so and just beginning to trust the Lord that the people that he put in authority will help bring justice. And that's really what we're looking for. Right. We want justice. It's good to want justice. It's good to want justice for others as well. So do good, do good, do good to people, do good to people. 
Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 through 22 says, Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Now, we look at that verse and we go, all right, 77 times. I got to do this. I got to forgive him 77 times. All right, first of all, <laughs> there's con- let's look at the context. He's, he's not saying 77 times literally. Because if you counting 77 times that a person has wronged you, there's something wrong with you and that person. Okay? So we, all right, so this, and the Bible says keep no record of wrongs. Like love doesn't do that. And we're supposed to love everybody. So why am I supposed, why am I keeping 77? Okay, you wronged me 77 times. So now we done. No, I'm not going to put you in a position to wrong me again because I love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm not going to put you in that particular position again. You know what I mean? Until I've said, okay, cool. Like this person. All right, cool. But, but cool. I'm going to walk with them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to do this and that. But we, but 77 times is not, is not the goal, right? It's not to say this is the 77th time. It's to say you are to, you are to forgive a person, period, period. Psalms 94 verse 1 and 2 says, The Lord is a God who avenges. O God who avenges, shine forth, rise up, judge of the earth, pay back to the proud what they deserve. Now this, this one is going on my prayer wall. <laughs> this is one that you could pray. But they say that Psalm 94 is like is a crazy prayer that we should be praying anyway. So um, Psalm 94, the Lord is a God who avenges. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the Lord is a God who avenges? Oh, God who avenges, because you do, shine forth. I know I pray that. I pray that when I don't say shine forth, but I'm like, God, show yourself strong. That's what I'll say in prayer. Like, God, show yourself strong. Like, show them who you are. You know what I mean? Show them that you ain't to be messed with. Show them. Like, and that's, I really want the Lord to do that. I really want him to do that. Rise up, judge of the earth. Pay back to the proud what they deserve. Pay back to the proud what they deserve. I mean, I'm I'm adding that to my prayer to my prayer wall. It's going on there. It's already up there. Consider it done. Um, but yes, God is a God who avenges. He does avenge His people. The Bible says, "Touch not mine anointed ones." Do my prophets no harm. And, and, you know, a lot of people, they just, they relegate that to to um, officials in the church, like pastors and apostles and deacons or whatever it may be. It's not just for them. It's not just for them. It's for the people of God. He cares about his kids. If chances, chances are, if you're listening to this, you have kids or, you know, whether they were kids or whether they grown now, whatever it may be. You know that if anybody messed with your kids, you was coming to their aid. You were coming to their defense if you're a good parent. How much more does our Lord, will our Lord avenge us? How much more? Matthew chapter 5, verse 38 through 39. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, 
Do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. That's Jesus. I told you. I told you that. Do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. That's a hard one. That's a hard one for us. That's a hard my pastor admitted. My shout out to Pastor Rob. Shout out to Pastor Rob. He admitted. He said this one is really hard for him. He said he's not at that point yet. <laughs> he said he's not there. But that was last year. So maybe this year he's a little bit more. He, he, he you know, maybe this year he's a he he's turning his neck just a little bit more. Um But I think in a moment, right? If we walk in, if like you, you'll be surprised what prayer can do, right? You'll be surprised what prayer and what fasting can do. Like when you starve the flesh and when you begin to feed the spirit, you'll be surprised what you, the thing that you said that you won't do and that you would never do that you do in the spirit because the Lord is taking over you and the Lord is quickening you. You'll be surprised. Luke chapter 6, 27 through 28. But to you who are listening, I say, Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So like while God is while God is enacting vengeance and while the Lord is taking his vengeance and while you're getting revenge because of the Lord, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Loving my neighbor, doing good to those who hate me, blessing those who curse me, pray for those who mistreat me. This is good for me. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32 says, get rid of all bitterness. Get rid of it. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in just as in Christ, God forgave you. Like we don't get to say, we don't get to say, I ain't forgiving you and I'm a Christian. We don't get to do that. That don't make no sense. Our whole faith is built on forgiveness. <laughs> and we saying that somebody's not worthy of our forgiveness. First of all, who are you? If the Lord has chosen to forgive us and we're not worthy of it, and he's worthy and he's the holy of holies, we and and our righteousness is that of a filthy rag. We don't get to just say, I'm not forgiving you. What type of what type of stuff is that? One of my favorite one of my favorite parables, if not my favorite parable in scripture, is when there was a man who owed um the king millions of dollars. He the uh, somehow he he was loaned money or whatever and he was supposed to do x y and z with it and it was time for him to repay it It was time for him to pay up and he didn't have it and the king was like you know what it's cool don't worry about it because if he didn't have it he was going to die like he was going to get killed him and his whole family they were going to they were going to be killed by the king right if he didn't have it he goes look if i just need more time I need to do, I promise I'll get this to you, da-da-da-da, I'm sorry, da-da-da-da. And the king had compassion on him. And he said, you know what, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. You free. Your debt is paid. You don't even owe me back. You don't even pay me. Don't pay me back. There's not, you can't pay me back. This is insurmountable. You can't pay me back, right? He didn't say that. He just was like, go. Because he knew that the man could never repay him back. He knew that he couldn't get it. 
And so the man, he, he's rejoicing. He goes out and he sees somebody who owes him money. He yokes this dude up that he sees owing him money, which is, is a fraction, a fraction of what he owed the king, a fraction of what he owed the king and, and yoked him up in front of everybody was like was trying to like hurt him in front of everyone and was like because he was like you owe me money and he was like i'll get it to you just give me some time the same speech he gave to the king and he was like nah give me my money i want my money da, 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 da. the people saw it they told the king the king said all right I, I i had mercy on you and you owe me way more than this dude owed you you don't understand that if if you can't you know what i mean if you can't forgive that, you know I mean, how am I supposed to forgive you? Because you're validating, you're validating it. You're saying that there is something that, sh- that there is something, there is something that should not be forgiven. There is, there is something in someone and, and certain things that shouldn't be forgiven. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Um, as we know, that king was representative of our Lord, of God. He was he was the representation of, of God, right? And that that man who the the man who owed the money, he was representative of how we act sometimes. Like, I can't forgive that. I can't forgive that. God forgives. I don't. And all of that stupid stuff. I was like, if you can't forgive others, I can't forgive you. First Peter chapter 2, 21 through 23 says, To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. Perfect, perfect high priest. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. That's good, Peter. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Do you entrust yourself to him who judges justly? Who sees all? Who's seen that person's rise and fall? Who's seen that person's um, going down and rising up? Who's seen that person's birth? And knows and knows their death date. Who's seen all that ha- that they have gone through to get to that point, or whatever contention that they have with you, or vice versa. He entrusted himself to him, who judges justly. Proverbs twenty five, verse twenty through twenty two. Like one who takes away a garment on a cold day or like vinegar poured on a wound is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. 
In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head and the Lord will reward you. I was thinking about this, um, that if, you know, a person who has offended me and continues to to attempt to offend me and has and continues to and attempts to do wrong, continues to do wrong towards me. Uh, I'm like, man, I wonder if if they were like in a burning car, or if they were, you know, um, on the road somewhere and they needed help. Because, you know, they're saying people like, I wouldn't forgive, forgive my um, my saying this. Um, for lack of a better phrase, but these are the phrases that people use. Um, if, if, if he were on fire, I would, I wouldn't pee on him. If he were on fire or whatever it may be, you know what I mean? Like they, they're saying like they wouldn't help them out in any type of way. Like even though it would give them pleasure to, to pee on them, to urinate on them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to put out that fire because it would mean doing you any type of good. You know what I mean? Like, we cannot be at that point. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. We don't got to say, if we see a person suffering that has done us wrong, we don't We don't have to be like, okay, well, that's God doing his thing. He's allowing me to see. Well, I'm going to help you. <laughs> That's 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 what we're called to do. I know it's hard sometimes, but you know, it's hard. I know it's hard sometimes because we want gratification and we want justification in that moment. But we cannot do that. We have to trust and we have to entrust ourselves in the judge who judges justly. Romans chapter 12, verse 17 through 21 says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Do not be overcome by evil. Do not be overcome by evil. Man, I, I've seen this. I've seen this in myself. I'm like, okay, and me... Um, or a person is being mean to me and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do such and such. Well, this, this means war and all of that type of stuff. You become the type of evil that is being evil to you. You become it. Don't become it. Don't fight fire with fire. It's stupid. You can't overcome evil that way. You can't overcome evil that way. You can overcome, you can only overcome evil by doing good. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Hallelujah. This is Matthew chapter 5, verse 40 through 45. And if, and if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, 
love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unjust. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you for your word. We say thank you for being a just judge. We say thank you for being a just ruler. We say thank you, Lord God, for knowing all, for seeing all, for nothing. You nothing you have nothing gets past your radar. Nothing goes under your radar. Nothing goes undetected by you. And we thank you. We thank you for that. Because that same that same God that's working works for us. That same grace that you work with works for us as well. So, Lord God, we trust you in all things, Lord God. So we come against any vengeance in our heart. Lord God, where we're not even like, help us get to the point where like, where we're not even looking for vengeance sometimes. Well, like, you know, of course we look to you. And that helps us look to you and, and say, Lord, I know you see this. I need you to do something about this. Get them off of our behinds and all of that type of stuff. But ultimately, God, we want to be so focused on you that we don't even see some of the offense. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. Like where you had to take me back and say, oh, yeah, remember when that person said that? Yeah, they were trying to they were trying to offend you and you weren't even able to see it. And I thanked you so much for that. I want to get back to that. I want to get back to that, Lord God, if I'm not there. And I pray the same thing for the listener, Lord God, that they would come to a point where they where they entrust themselves in you where i entrust myself with you and in you we know that you see things and we know that you don't just sit high and look low and say oh look at what that's happening lord god you are involved and you are intrinsically involved and intricately involved in the things that we are going through lord god there are certain things that you caused to happen just like when when the enemy was like when you were like, have you have you considered my servant Job? You were doing the enemy was doing it for one reason, but you were doing it for a whole nother reason. Lord, we want to give you the glory in all things, even in our even in our contentious relationships, even in the even in uh, the adversarial situations. Lord God, we don't have to react how the how our enemies have 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 said that we should react we don't have to react in the in those ways we don't have to react in worldly ways we stand on the promises of god our savior we stand on your promises we stand on what you on what you um have promised us we stand on who you are and not on who they are and not on who we are oh i'm from jersey i'm gonna do this and then oh you don't know me i'm from here i'll do that no 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 I'm not from there. I'm from the kingdom of God. We are from the kingdom of God and we do things differently because we know that the Lord, our God, the Lord of hosts will repay. We love you. We glorify you. Give us the strength. Give us the the, the grace to 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 live like that right now. We do pray and we love you. We glorify you in Jesus name. Amen. Bailey, daddy loves you.